The Daydreamers are back. We're releasing episodes once a month on all podcast platforms. But if you don't feel like that's enough Daydreamer in your life, we go live every Wednesday on Twitch, twitch.com slash Daydreamer Media. Come hang out with us, talk nonsense with us, just vibe, chilling. You know, it's a much more laid back personal way of connecting with us. We also record our podcast live on Twitch, giving you early access to all episodes. So if that sounds like fun, make sure you follow and click that notification bell. Again, twitch.com slash daydreamer media. Welcome into the Fantasy Daydreamers podcast. I am your host, JJ. With me tonight, we got Keone. What is up, everybody? Oh, my goodness. It's another podcast, and you just it's you just love to you love it. You love it. You love it. You love it. And Ryan is here with us. What up, guys? I miss you guys. Thank you guys for joining me tonight, and thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to follow along with our show at FF Daydreamers on all social media, that's where you can get the latest for the day Daydreamers. You know, just chilling. Um, let's get let's play a little game on this podcast. Let's play. Who are you? All right, so I'm going to give you guys some uh, facts, and you guys, I'll give them to you one at a time. You guys can make a guess after each one. Uh, This is a player currently in the NFL. LeBron James. (laughs) All right, let's move on. (laughs) On to the news. (laughs) Got him. All right, so first, this fifth-round pick is on his second NFL team. And his last name is? Give me another one. I think I got it. (laughs) This player has worn cleats with Macaulay Culkin's character from Home Alone, characters from Ice Age, and Betty White on them. Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs. Oh, he was a fifth round draft pick? Fifth round draft pick on his second team. Uh, He had a career high 11 receiving touchdowns in 2022 season. In 2021, he and his brother were one of three pairs of brothers selected to the Pro Bowl. In 2020, after being traded to an AAC East team, Stephon Diggs posted a career high receptions with 166 and yards with 1535. Well, you should actually just say previous career high. I mean, he's trying to get in the play calling, bruh. These are all skying up. Diggs is my number one overall player, bruh. If he calls plays for himself, you don't think he's touching the rock? Which, Dude, which I is funny. It, which, like, yeah, that's like he wants the ball more and great. But it's like, didn't he get like he was like second in terms of like targets last year or something like that? Mm. It's like, bro, the ball is getting thrown to you. Yeah, he like, wants he wants to ru- rush. He wants to throw. <laughs> he said calling plays. Listen, Wild. we're about to get a little trickery out here. He's about to be throwing those Odell Jarvis touchdowns. You know, it's about to be hilarious. Mm. <laughs> I mean, they got to do something, I guess. So, all right, good job, Ryan. Let's just, let's move into some news. NFL dead zone right now. Not a lot of news. A couple big names, but not a lot of it. DeAndre Hopkins was released from the Arizona Cardinals. Still hasn't signed anywhere. Mm. How you guys feel about this for fantasy? You guys have a favorite spot for him, or you're just waiting to see where he lands to see how you're going to feel? Um. I, I think I said at one point, or I probably said the Bears, I think, mm-hmm. if I recall. Um, you know, I, I don't think he's looking at the Bears, <laughs> but 
you know, you can always hope for things. Um, uh, you know, I kind of hope he goes to the Patriots. Now, I think it's probably his probably most fantasy relevant place. I don't think, like, he needs targets. He needs volume. Juju Smith-Schuster is the best receiver there. Hopkins already passes him pretty easily. I think if Hopkins goes to, like, the Chiefs, he's number two. Slash, like, probably might be tied for number two. You know, you never know. And my, bench, breakout. My, my dynasty bench quarterback, Mac Jones, would love that. <laughs> yeah, so I don't, I mean, it's kind of hard with Hopkins because it's really, like, there are so many good receivers in the league. Can you not? Can you not be the number two, which is probably yeah. going to happen no matter what? It's just, is this Julio when he left, when he went to the Titans or, you know, Hopkins, you got some. I don't, you know, I don't think it's that tank. bad. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. I still either. think he's got stuff, but I don't know if it's what we've seen in the past. Do you think that DeAndre Hopkins thinks that Mac Jones is going to be a good enough quarterback for him? I think DeAndre Hopkins thinks probably yes. Oh. DeAndre okay. Hopkins is probably like, throw near me, I'll catch it. To be Fair honest, enough. Mac might be, well, no, he played with Watson and my, Kyler. So he's the third best quarterback he's played with, if he played with him. <laughs> I forgot it. I, well, it's because I was in, is he better than Kyler? I'll give Kyler a nod. So yeah, right. I was going to say his second best, but I don't want to disrespect Kyler. Sure, when he plays. Uh, Dalvin Cook was released by the Minnesota Vikings. Um, we saw this one coming post post June first cut. Mm. Still hasn't landed anywhere. Yeah, I mean, big big ups for uh, Alexander Madison. Huge, you know, good good for him. So if you had him in Dynasty, keep keep on to him. Well, you know? I don't even think it's that for Dynasty to be honest, because it's only a one year deal. You never know; he can move. Sure, on. but I mean, and, like you already had yeah. him, is what I'm saying. In oh, Dynasty, yeah, yeah, yeah. you already good had job him. holding on. Good yeah, job there you go. Yes, right. I think long term, who knows? But redraft, Madison, great. Probably RB2 locked in there. Cook, I really hope he doesn't go to Miami. <laughs> no, it's too crowded. It's always It always seems too crowded in Miami. And the, and the thing is, I understand, like, Jeff Wilson and Mostert get hurt all the time. So, like, Cook, you know, who knows? But, like, I don't want to deal with all that. <laughs> that sounds yeah. horrible. And he wants to go play with his brother. And it's like, listen, the Bills. And then you have The Bills aren't taking him. There James you got Cook, Damian Harris. Cook. And Damian Harris, Dalvin Cook is going to be like down to the wire type of signing, I think. Yeah. There's not a lot of places where he can go where he can be what he was in Minnesota. Well, I don't even think I, I want that. Well, I mean, I want that. Don't be wrong. But yeah. like, <laughs> but like, can he just go to a place where I know he's getting 15 touches? Not mm. like combined, mm. you know, can he get into the every game 10 to 15 touches? And that's a hard spot right now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Rams resigns running back Sony Michelle. Looks like they're going to be featuring Cam Akers this year. Interesting. Still in the uh, still in the rebuild phase. Yeah. Hopefully Matthew Stafford comes back. Cooper Cup comes back healthy. This offense could do a little damage. I mean, yeah, because was it Stetson Bennett? Right? Is there capping? No, they cannot do. Cooper Cup can do damage by himself. Yeah, for fancy rosters. Yeah. This team is worse than they were fucking last year. They're, they're going to win three we're, games. We're talking about fantasy games. right now. My <laughs> yeah, guy. But you said Matthew Stafford could do some damage. No, he could not. Yeah, he could be top 12 quarterback. Throwing to Cooper Cup. There you go. No, I don't know about top 12. not top 12 quarterback anymore. I don't, I don't agree with that at all. Why? Uh, did you see him play last year? He was yeah injured ass. the entire season after he's a always Super Bowl. injured. That's why the Detroit Lions moved on. He's always injured. That's why he could never win. He's always injured. It's been happening for years. Okay, but who's going to be a top twelve quarterback? Who's going to be in that ten to twelve quarterback that where he can't finish there? Aaron well, Rodgers. 
I would I would take that bet. I was Aaron Rodgers hater. I would take that bet in a second. Yes, I would take Aaron Rodgers over him too. But I'm saying, who's going to be there? Like, well, let me do my rank. Uh, you know, let me do my rankings, <laughs> which will be coming out for like two more months or whatever it is. But yeah. <laughs> I got you. Fancy fight, Matthew Stafford. Me and JJ rap battle. Check us out. <laughs> All right, we're going to have to cut that off of the podcast. <laughs> Ryan's just talking right now. <laughs> Forgot this is not twitch.com slash daydreamer media and just the live stream. Uh, let's move on. That'll do it for the news. Let's get into testing the waters. Pat the sponge. Pat the sponge. Testing. 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 All right, I have a list of players, and I just want to know where you guys stand with them for redraft. Give me an up, down, plus, minus, star, neutral, something to let me know where you guys, how you guys feel about this player. So first, Travis Etienne, Jacksonville Jaguars running back. Um, he's he's going into his technically like not his sophomore year, but like realistically his sophomore season. Um, last year he showed some promise, you know, he had five games over a hundred yards and he had five touchdowns. So that's a decent start. Um, like that to be better, um, you know, especially in the passing game, he only caught like two to three passes per game. So that will help his fantasy numbers if he gets, you know, maybe even four to five. Um, but I think he can, I guess, kind of like, I think he's falls to like running back kind of that no man's land of like 16 to 24, you know, the low end RB two in the, in the draft, um, but around that range, but he's in a dynamic offense that is young. And if they get cooking, they can be pretty good. So, you know, we'll see, but I think, yeah, low RB two ish and in the draft. Uh, yeah. I'm kind of up on Travis ETN this year, but that's could be because I've been really down on him in the past. Like Keone said, he had over 200 carries, over 1,000 yards, only 35 receptions, 300 yards through the air. He did finish as a running back 16, though, last season with what Keone said, only five touchdowns. That's a good start, but if he could get more, it would be better. Uh, the Jaguars did draft Tank Bigsby in the third round this year. I don't think that's nothing. I think that he will be giving ETN some, some uh, relief, but ETN is clearly going to be the lead back on a very exciting offense. Um, I think ETN could be a top 15 back this year. Not going to be top 12, well, not going to be top 10, maybe top 12. But uh, yeah, as you, as an RB2, I, I'm in on Travis ETN. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to agree uh, with uh, JJ here. And that's just because the ceiling of the offense overall is better than it was last year. They could, I mean, they had that up and down season. Trevor Lawrence is going to be better. Another year in the system. I just think they're going to score more points in general. I'm up. I'm not saying he's going to be, I agree. He's not probably not going to be a top 10 back, but like he's going to win you more weeks than probably loot. Like, I mean, he has a chance to win you a lot of weeks. Yeah. Hmm. So my strategy for underselling him so I could get him in the draft didn't work. <laughs> no, I mean, if it wasn't for Tank Bigsby, I mean, this guy was seeing a lot of snaps and mm-hmm. would have. But I think that's almost up. better, you know? Yeah, I think I so too. Less injury. He's not a guy that can carry that yeah. huge workload. He kind of slowed down after mm. James Robinson. Not slowed down, but like, I feel like there was games where he was like non-existent. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Next guy, George Kittle. Tight end for the 49ers. Gonna probably gonna probably be a top five tight end still just because of the position. And he's like, you know, one of the best tight ends in the league. Um, I think he's a little touchdown dependent. If you look at his numbers, the weeks like the weeks that he doesn't get touchdowns, they're not great. 
And that's because the team is just so many options to go to that if he doesn't get a touchdown, he's probably not going to get that many yards or that many catches in a game because you have McCaffrey, Samuel, you know, um, Ayuk, like all those guys are all there on top of Kittle. And so, you know, he's a little bit touchdown dependent, but he's he's still one of the best tight ends in the league. So I'd say, yeah, top top five still. But be be wary of his week to week productions. So he'll have a good, he'll have a good total for your fantasy year, but and pl- probably play him every week. But just be be wary that every week is not going to be like superb unless he gets 17 touchdowns, which I don't see him getting. Yeah, I mean, he was the tight end two last year in points per game, but that's because he scored 11 touchdowns. I mean, 60 receptions, 765 I mean, and yards. How many of those touchdowns nothing, but... were with um, Purdy at the end? Like, oh, he went yeah. on a huge streak. He loves it was like half Purdy. the season, he was mm. not good. Yeah. I'm lower. I mean, I, I, I agree with you guys saying he might be top 10, but I'm, I'm lower. I'm not, or top five. I'm not loving it. I was going to say he's for sure top 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I agree. Like he's just so injury prone and he really does. He was kind of injury free last year too. Uh, He missed the first two games and then he played the rest of the season. It was amazing. Yeah. Really Um, good for him. Yeah. Amazing for him. Uh, It's really going to depend on, on ADP for me where, whether I'm in on Kittle or not, Uh, you obviously have Kelsey and then you go Andrews. It could be Kittle next, but I don't know if I'm willing to take him at three. I would much rather, I think, have Dallas Goddard mm. and then probably TJ Hawkinson right there is where is where I draw the, the Kittle Hawkinson line. Um, right now, I'll stay neutral and I'll wait another month, month and a half to see where where he's going in ADP. Find out if I like him or not. Yeah, there's there's enough people within that like top five to seven you know, tight ends um, where it's like, yeah, you can interchange, you know, like those tier two guys of the tight ends. So not, not Kelsey, not Andrews. Um, Cause those are tier one guys. Yeah. But yeah. Those tier two guys, you can, you can interchange them. All right. Next guy, Michael Pittman, Indianapolis Colts wide receiver. I like this guy I'm down. I'm down, down, I'm down on him. On him? Or are you down yeah. for him? No, I'm down on him. Okay. Mm. This yeah. is not going to be a good year for him in general. Yeah, I am staying away from Pittman this season. Also, like long term, love him. Oh yeah, I, I do like him. The the what I wrote down was wah wah wah. Mm. That's my thing for that's my sound for Michael Pittman. Um, I mean, the wide receiver twenty seven with some Charles Barkley terrible quarterback play last season. Uh, Pittman was just mediocre at best last season. He had eight games with under six fantasy points and only one game with over 14 fantasy points. Uh, rookie core quarterback now, I expect him to, Pittman, to lean into that wide receiver one role. He's 6'4", 225 pounds, so like he's built for it. But with a rookie quarterback, you can only expect so much from their wide receivers for fantasy. I expect him to be more consistent, but probably finish around the same spot in wide receiver 30-ish range. So I'm probably staying away from him. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of growing pains this year, for sure. Um, Even though they're poised to be better over the next few years, Mm -hmm. um, it's just it's going to take time. Chemistry is super important. And it's a young rookie quarterback who you you, you never know. Like if I draft Michael Pittman, I got to hope that Gardner Minshew plays like the first month. (laughs) (laughs) 
and I am all in on Richardson, but like that offense is going to be so run heavy. If Minshew can start three games, you get Pittman, ton of targets, get him out. But then you're trading him after those three games? As soon as they bench Minshew, you're trading Pittman, right? Quick. Yeah, quick. All right. I agree with that. All right. Next guy, Dak Prescott, quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm the same. He's a top, he's a 10 to 12 quarterback in that range. He has good yeah, weapons. That's, that's where I put him as well. Like that. Cause there's, there's not like once you get out of those top six or seven, you know, quarterbacks that are almost like guaranteed in those spots, getting, having anybody be ahead of him is a little tough, like more difficult to find, but yeah, I don't think he's going to be any better um, than he was. I mean, last year he didn't play a few games. Like he missed like five or six games. Um, but you know, Mike McCarthy's calling the plays. So that we'll see if that's any different for this offense. Um, but I also, he throws too many interceptions. He last year, he never had two games in a row without an interception. So it just, it makes me a little worried, but yeah, around 10 or 12, like I'd like to get people before him, but if I have to get somebody after him, then that's fine as well. I wrote down fireworks. Dak Prescott and this Cowboys offense is going to be fireworks this season. Now, this might sound super positive and like I'm all in on Dak, but don't hear what I'm not saying. Cowboys are fireworks. Exciting, bright, loud, big big explosions. But here at the Daydreamers, we're realistic. Firework shows are overrated. Too long. It's never as good as you want them to be. You're always thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, when is this over? I just want the grand finale. This sucks. Why did I even come here? That's going to sum up the Cowboys season for fantasy. Like you're going to have amazing plays from CD Lamb and Pollard. That's going to make some crazy throws to the corner of the end zone that will be exhilarating to watch. But there's going to be a, a lot of times where you're asking yourself, when will this be over? Or I should not have gotten myself into this. It's going to be a pick your poison. I think that can return value for fantasy, but at what cost? I mean, like you guys said, QB 9, 10, 11, I think that's pretty good. But anything higher than that, I'm, I'm not in on him. Yeah. And then they're just going to fizzle out in the playoffs. <laughs> so. uh, yeah. Agreed. All right. Last guy, Antonio Gibson, Gibson, Washington commanders running back. How do you guys feel about Gibson down? Like I, the got- thing is you can't even say down because it's like, did you have anything last year for him? No, We're that's all fair. off of him. Last year. <laughs> I, mean, I almost am like, up on him because I was so down. last year. Brian Robinson getting shot in the leg and raw for us to be like, Hey, this guy might get some touches. <laughs> I don't trust. I don't trust uh, Bruce Arians Jr. Mm-hmm. over there. <laughs> uh, Riverboat Ron. <laughs> yeah, Sam Hallett quarterback. I, I don't trust Sam Hallett quarterback. Uh, Brian Robinson going to be in his second year. I mean, yeah, he got shot in the leg, but he was able to play last year and split some touches. I guess Gibson might be the running back one this year on that team, but I mean... I don't really want him as my running back two. Maybe my running back three, though. Yeah, I have him at best. Like he's outside of my, I like maybe the low, low, low end of RB two, like twenty three, twenty four. But I see him more being in the like upper running back three echelon. He had like five touchdowns last year, yeah. like both running and catching. It's it's not good, and they don't use him. In the system, we've hammered this point home so many times. He's a great athlete, but they like, just don't use him right. 
Exactly. And plus with Brian Robinson there, it's just even less of the workload for him to, to handle. So you can, you can put the stamp on him as RB one in that offense as much as you want. That stamp is at like, it's very, very thin. And it's, it's like, you need to, you have to squint at it to see what the, uh, the impression is. JD McKissick being gone. Um, does that help you with him getting a little receiving, receiving work mm. up a spot or two? Or You'd think, but <laughs> what we've seen so far has shown like actions speak louder than words. Yeah. Okay. You know, they speak louder than reason. So yeah. Just no. have to ask. Yeah. 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 All right. That'll do it. Now let's move on to new players, new team. We got new players in town. So who do you think is the most intriguing, interesting, or ridiculous player on a t- new team this year, whether he's ch- changed teams in the off season or is a rookie. So he's new to the team. What do you guys got? So I think probably an easy flashy answer is Aaron Rodgers, but we don't do that. We're the fantasy daydreamers. We dig deep. I mean, we might have done that, but can I you tell know? you how funny it would have been if J- if it was just JJ's answer? Because I don't know his answer, and you just right? roasted him off. It's off. not Aaron Rodgers, but that would have been perfect. Okay. <laughs> Only um, a bitch would take Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> just low hanging fruit. Um. So yeah, I don't. I, I hope don't, I don't know who Ryan picked. I mean, if you did, great. It's a. It's a. It's a good. There's a lot of stuff there. It's the obvious answer, but. We don't go with the obvious answer. We do the we do the tough work for you. So I went with DJ Moore, wide receiver, formerly of the Carolina Panthers, involved in the trade or whatever draft stuff. Now with the the Bears, with their number one you know spot. Uh, but yeah, he finishes a wide receiver, a top twenty four wide receiver in his last four seasons. Um, he was just on that cusp, but it was a bad Panthers team, and now he's with Justin Fields in Chicago. And although Justin Field is predominantly known as, you know, the running quarterback, I think he showed that in the right circumstances, he can pass the ball. And I think now with DJ Moore as a the clear wide receiver one there and, you know, you have Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet kind of backing him up and fitting into those, you know, the, their respective roles that they probably should be in. Um, that just makes, you know, all those pieces are in the right place, um, you know, and they have a good running back core there as well. So hopefully fields can move like not fully away from the run game, but a little bit less, you know, on the runs and focus on those passes that he'll go to uh, the DJ more. And, you know, he's a big guy who'll, he'll fight for those balls and um, yeah, hopefully he gets a thousand yard season, a decent amount of touchdowns, but yeah, I think he's one of the biggest moves in this, this off season for sure. Okay. I got his former teammate and this is for a whole different reason. It's a uh, Baker uh, Mayfield. And I'll tell you why it's Baker Mayfield. It's because he has Mike Evans, Chris Godwin guys who literally been top, you know, uh, receivers in the game. Uh, a guy who I really want Rashad white to get off. And with Baker, I mean, he's ass. You saw what he did with the Panthers. We thought he was going to be so good, and he, he really wasn't. And you're coming out with the Bucks team that Tom Brady threw the ball over 700 times. They're not going to do that with Baker, right? So what is Baker's effect? We should just call this the Mayfield effect, I guess. On uh, Mike Evans, does he not get 1,000 yards? Is he even more touchdown dependent? Chris Godwin? I mean, we've... It's not like, like Baker Mayfield scrubs. Yeah. Well, that's true. You know, Kyle Trask could step in. And I saw some, you know, we've seen some tape of him and I didn't think he looked much better. So no. what does the Mayfield effect have on this offense? 
can it produce uh, a top 20 receiver? Like, that's what I'm really thinking. Because even when you think we had Jarvis and Odell, he never got on the same page as Odell. And Jarvis really never got going with him after dominating with touches in Miami. Mm -hmm. And it's just, did you more didn't get off of Baker? I mean, shit, P.J. Walker looked better than Baker Mayfield last year. There is a legit chance that, like, Chris Godwin's going to get overdrafted and going to piss people off next year. Mike Evans going to get overdrafted, piss people off. Sean White, I think he's going to be overdrafted, but I think there's a chance that, like, I, the thing is Baker does pass to the running backs. But I don't know. I'm scared. I'm telling you that. We had one of the most fantasy place offenses that were good, where you have Antonio Brown starting game for you two years ago. There's a chance that there's not a legit wide receiver starting because, well, the Bucks are not good. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, my player is going to be Bijan Robinson, rookie running back out of Texas, going to the Atlanta Falcons, where we saw Cordell Patterson. Have some amazing seasons. Uh, well, two years ago, had an amazing season. Last year, you know, didn't play as much. Tyler Algier last year touched the ball 200 times for over 1,000 yards. Um, and Patterson scored eight touchdowns last year. This offense has a lot of weapons. Their offensive line is pretty good. I am really excited about B. John Robinson. We see rookie running backs come into the league every year and just explode. And B. John Robinson is really, I mean, the ball is sitting right on the tee for him to just knock this out of the park. People are probably going to get way too excited on him, draft him like as a top three running back. I still want to see what he does first, but top 10 running back, I am. I might be one of those people. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm slowly, slowly getting there. I love me some Bijan. And the more I watch uh, this Atlanta offensive line from the last couple of years, Oh man, he's, he's going to be able to do some amazing things on that field. The quarterback is going to slow him down a little bit. The quarterback play is going to slow him down a little bit, but I mean, he's, he's, I mean, it might help him because of dump off, dump off passes and stuff. So I'm, I'm super excited about B. John Robinson this year. I just hope people don't get too excited and I'm able to get a piece of him. (laughs) All right, let's get into some King Candy. November 13th, 1993, in beautiful somewhere South Carolina, Ryan Williams was born. Eight pounds, four ounces, 19.11 inch. Well, let's just round it up to 20, right, Ryan? 20 inches (laughs) long. Born perfectly healthy, except for one little problem. Not enough candy. Ever since then, Ryan has struggled to maintain an appropriate amount of candy in his system. Anytime you see Ryan, it is a 100% guarantee that he will have candy in his pocket. After multiple failed candy rehabs and even more relapses, Ryan got the nickname King Candy. In this segment, we're going to give Ryan a fantasy player and he has to compare them to the thing that he knows best, candy. We'll go rapid fire through this list and we'll go back over it and see what King Candy has for us. So let's get into it. Ryan, you ready? Wait, wait. Ian, are you gonna be taking like uh like notes on who who it is? Yeah, yeah, I have I have the list. Oh also when you said eight pounds, four ounces, I thought that's how much candy Ryan eats in a day. I thought that's what you were gonna say. He eats his his baby weight in candy every day. Eight eight pounds, four ounces, twenty inches if you stack all the bars on top of each other. 
All right, Ryan, you ready? Yeah. All right. First, Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle. Speedy, quick. Uh, you got to go faster. You threat. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Sour Patch Kids. J.K. Dobbins. Always hurt. Kind of nasty. Uh, ooh, I'm going to say Milk Duds. Jared Goff. Oh, super plain. Twizzlers. Terry McLaurin. Uh, pretty good, but like, you know, it gets a little kind overhyped. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, NMs. Derrick Henry. Oh, good, reliable. Snickers. Russell Wilson. Corny as shit. Uh, <laughs> cut, uh, what's that uh, corn Corn you get um, during Hand- Halloween time? Corn. Candy corn? Candy no. corn. Candy, candy corn. corn. Yeah. Uh, Chris Godwin. <laughs> I like him a lot. Good. Probably better in warmer weather. Not laffy. Not not chocolate. Oh, give me a baby bottle pops. Cam Akers. Oh, never, never lives up to the explanations ever the one time you had it. Um, oh man. Oh, this is so hard. This is so hard. Uh, white chocolate. White chocolate. All right. That'll do it. Uh, so let's go back over the list. Ian, you have it? I do. Yeah. I have it. I was writing it down as well. Mm. Let's, let's hear it. So for Jalen Waddle of the Dolphins, he said speedy and fast. Sour Patch Kids. Mm. Are we going to go through all of them or are we going to analyze each? Let's let's go through one at a okay. time and analyze it. Okay. So Sour Patch Kids, I kind of like this, you know, mm. top tier candy, yeah. top tier wide receiver. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that I think that fits pretty good. Yeah, it gives you a little bit of jolt, you know. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. fast, quick. Yeah. Eat it on the run. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. No mess. Yeah. Mm. You're just going to be, you popping them in, you're going, mm. they're good. You know, maybe if you eat too many, you kind of leaves like a little weird feeling in your tongue. Mm-hmm. You don't waddle every once in a while, kind of just a bed on the, in the game, you know, where it's a Ty- Tyreek Hill game. But most times, Shower Patch Kids are always going to be good. Jalen Waddle's always good. All right. Then we have J.K. Dobbins of the Ravens, who are milk duds. Now, let me say this. I kind of pulled that out of thin air. But the more I think about it, the more I like about it. Mm. I don't like milk duds that much. J.K. Dobbins on the Ravens has never been that rankly high or that highly ranked for us. And he, you know, just up and down. Milk duds kind of melt on you quick. Can't hold them in your hand too long. Really gummy. I love this. J.K. Dobbins milk duds because caramel in the middle, chocolate on the outside sounds amazing. J.K. Dobbins really good at Ravens. Yes, run run first team sounds amazing, but then you get them in your mouth and you cannot get rid of them. They mm. just stick around and it makes it hard to chew, and yep. you're just. The whole time making those ugly ass faces, just like you do if you have a J.K. Dobbins on your team. I love it. Boom. Two for two. Then we move on to Jared Goff with the Lions. I believe he said Twizzlers. I love Twizzlers. This is kind of a downgrade for Twizzlers, but they are plastically and plain as shit. Mm. And so is Jared Goff. I love I like him on the Lions. You like Twizzlers? I thought you liked Red Vines. No, Twizzlers is like my problem. My second favorite candy. It's yeah, Ryan, lo- Ryan loves sweet. Twizzlers. Mm. Which I is why I was kind of surprised that you there. said Twizzlers. Okay. Like, I think he is Twizzlers. I think that fits perfectly. Well, listen, I, I could put my favorite biases beside, you know. Yeah, he's exactly. a, probably yeah. a Twizzler. Fair. I, I think it fits pretty good. Mm. Okay. Then we got Terry McLaurin, or Scary Terry, of the Washington Washingtons. 
M and M's. I like M and M's. Yeah. I only buy M and M's for Cameo. Though. I'm never gonna buy M and M's for myself. I don't really draft Cameo Gordon, but they often. I think he's good, but it's like no. Wow. I know this is getting a little little pedantic, but are you referring to just are these just plain M and M's, or do we yeah. are we doing okay? I would okay. I would say what color like, M and M? I would say like watermelon or Sour Patch Kids watermelon, you know, or water, I would say like that's. A, its own thing sure sure these are just regular nms okay okay so no peanuts no no pretzels oh, to, no. i don't know i don't know when we talk about rondell more on this list but i can already tell you he's mini he's mini nms mm, okay quick as shit i thought of that <laughs> right now i've been like man that man is mini <laughs> all right um i mean yeah they're good yeah um i'd i'd go with other you know types of yeah. versions of m&ms but Pretty reliable but oh, yeah for sure but never, no one's pick you know i'm not i'm never picking yeah. them first i'm happy about it but yeah i'm, I'm like yeah, this, this felt not, this felt and, to me i think merlorian is not a not a top 12 receiver so i would yeah you i know. agree you know you're happy whenever they're at the in the little dish at the family love, function. i love mm-hmm. eating them for free yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go that's Snacking that's a good one while you watch whatever whatever sporting event it's on it's amazing but i'm not ever buying them mm. Then we go Derrick Henry, King Henry of the Titans with a Snickers. I think that's that's pretty good because um, while you may not like Snickers, I think you have to respect Snickers. It, it is a it is a kingly candy. It's a manly it's really candy. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's for sure manly. Just like Derrick Henry, big, big boy. Yeah. Then we go Russell Wilson of the Broncos and he Ryan went with candy corn. It's just, yes. Like um, it's yeah. I mean, because one, like if you like candy corn, I feel like you always have to justify it. Mm-hmm. And if you like Russell Wilson at this point, it's like, please explain. <laughs> like, I need to know why you like Russell Wilson or want to draft him or whatever, um, because there's a lot of red flags um, with with him. And so, and so is candy corn. Yeah, I feel um, like people like make it make liking candy corn their personality. Like right. Like, I love candy corn and they're telling everyone. No one cares if you like candy corn, you nasty. No right. Because you're having ass. You're wrong. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> then we go to Chris Godwin, who he said, uh, the Buccaneers, who said was baby bottle pops. Shocker. Mm, yeah. Can you, can you explain good. the reasoning again, Ryan? Just- good a couple well, years ago, but you'll right? never have, a, have another one again. I too like- much work. <laughs> I really like Chris Godwin, mm. but he plays in the heat. You can't make it a chocolate. He's really good, but his situation has been ups, uh, you know, really rocky throughout his career. Baby ball pops, probably one of those things you get once every, you know, blue moon. I don't know. I'm, it's probably not the best version, but I didn't want him to be a, a taffy. Um, mm. or I, also, candy. I love how you referred to it as laugh as laffy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not it's not a laffy. <laughs> yes, I bet. I was thinking quick. All right, listen. Yeah, I was yeah, yeah, myself, it's, really, it's, it's a difficult. Good. Yeah, it's a difficult position to be in. Um, also, like you could say, you know, pops good as shit. Yeah, They're yeah, very yeah, good. But the, the jingle that gets stuck in your head, you know, Chris Godwin is is kind of a little bit always in your head, and then also he's a little bit, you know, sometimes when you when you taste too much of it, it's a little bit sticky. It gets gets messy to to a certain extent. Anyways, uh, last one for this time is Cam Akers with the Rams, and he went with white chocolate. Just white chocolate. That surprised mm, me. Yeah. Now listen, 
Right. I think white chocolate's good. At some points in my life, I loved white chocolate. Mm-hmm. Right. Some points I was on this podcast arguing with Aaron saying that Cam Akers was going to fucking secede because he'd been playing against bad offensive lines his whole life. Right. Well, that take didn't work out. And sometimes I'm not in the white chocolate. And that's the way it goes, really. You know, it just it goes in phases. Like there'll be a, a, time, a whole year where I don't eat white chocolate a single time. And then Cam me is like, hey, let's get some white chocolate. I'm like, all right, I'll try it again. And it's good. Mm. It's like, I think this should be a little bit better. Yeah. And then, you know, some people think he's the real deal, but in actuality, not even real chocolate. So is it? I, it's just artificial. Science. You know, it's, oh. it's yeah, cool. science. Oh, like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, but I it is not it chocolate like died. Know. It's no, it's not. It's not derived from a cocoa bean. Mm. So it's yeah. like tastes kind of plasticky. There you go. It's artificial. Yeah. All right. Okay. The king has spoken. Uh, that'll do it best. for the <laughs> that'll do it for the podcast thank you guys so much for listening remember like follow subscribe wherever you are listening to this podcast right now head over to our website fantasydaydreamers.com you got all of our stuff up there you can find anything you want daydreamer related up on the website uh all the social media is at ff daydreamers twitch.com slash daydreamer media come hang out with us every single week because well you know you can't get enough of us. Thank you guys so much for listening. Tell your friends and stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming.